0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. I missed last week. The Jet thankfully filled in and the boys still had an episode come we out. Really I I'm sure, but it's, you know, a lot of good feedback for the Jet. Um, as always, the kid's hilarious and he certainly knows his sports. But the two of us are back together. Um, how you been, man? How's it going?
1: I've been mean, good. I'll tell you what, I have a new profound respect for what you do. I could not for the life of me figure out how to host a meeting on Zoom. This just goes to show how incompetent I am when it comes to the tech-savvy side of things. I had no idea, so I finally figured it out, I thought. And then once I started recording with the Jet, I realized I had like 20 minutes, 25 minutes left to record. So it was an all-time short episode on The Sportsman. We didn't even make picks because I had no time. I really didn't. We were, I was like, there was like a, a timeline on the top left hand side of the zoom chat that was counting down and chat <laughs> was talking and i didn't want to interrupt him but i'm like dude we got to do rapid fire here cuz we're not we are not going to make it through an episode so i tell you what i have a newfound respect for what you do i did you have to subscribe to get longer episodes or what do you have to do for that
0: yeah i pay 29.99 a month Oof. so i oh. can record long now i don't know can't you just end the meeting and upload it, and then just start a new meeting. I was tough
1: enough to even. Get- <laughs> I had to send it to Mr. Anderson, and I had to be somewhere for dinner, and I was freaking out that it wasn't going to go in. Um, kudos to Mr. Anderson for being so patient and so so open with uh, you know just handling all of this shit. Because I tell you what, the guy is as flexible as they come, and we've kind of put him through mm. the ringer. Yeah. Terms- I mean, in our defense, we have been very busy. It, it has been it never ends, man. A whirlwind since the new year and me coming back to LA. It has just been one thing after another. We 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 had a full slate this week, this whole week, and it's been crazy. Now I'm going back to Canada today. It's it's been there's been a lot going on. So in our defense, but that being said, we got to get this thing solidified.
0: You're already going back to Canada.
1: I am today. I'm going back. I'll be back next Tuesday. It's only a short, sweet little in and out trip.
0: Oh, wow. We're going to miss you, man. We're going to miss you.
1: Well, that being said, we do want it. I, I don't know if you wanted to announce a ticket, but we were talking about how can we get it so that, you know, if you're an avid listener of the sportsman, which we adore, and we really hold dear to our heart, we used to call it the 400 faithful. Personally, I feel like that number's grown. I think it dipped down a lot when we didn't do an episode for two months and then i think it's come back to pasture but that being said we said to ourselves how can we get if you're an avid listener a date or timeline set because sometimes these episodes would air on fridays sometimes airs on saturdays and it's kind of all over the place so i think ticket and i we we're in agreement that moving forward every wednesday From here on in, we will be releasing The Sportsman, and if for whatever reason we can't put out an episode, we will hopefully give ample notice to our listeners. Because as a listener, you want to know week in, week out, that you can count on the show to be aired. So, I mean, I think this is the way to go. We film every Tuesday or Monday, gives Mr. Anderson some time, and then we put it out on the Wednesday. Hump Day is now the official day of The Sportsman.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is the right move. We talked about it with Mr. Anderson, and he he believes so as well. I remember the first time we had the jet on, I don't know, like a month ago or two months ago, I was uploading, and he was like, when when is this coming out? And I was like, Friday. And he was like, oh, great, the worst day for podcasts. Wonderful. (laughs) And that was sort of what started to get the wheels moving And start thinking about a different day. And and it just happens that I I think it'll be a little bit easier on our schedules as well. I know I have more time on my hands on that Monday and Tuesday as opposed to, you know, Thursday and Friday. So that's going to be the new schedule coming out. I mean, are there still going to be some hiccups? It's us. You could expect probably some hiccups, but it won't be from Mr. Anderson's side. It'll be from me and Joe being busy, but for all intents and purposes, we're Wednesday guys now. We're hump. We're hump day guys. We're hump day guys. Yeah, I think so. I, I, it feels good so far.
1: It's a, I feel like it's a good time to to do a sports segment too, because you got the the beginning early segment of what's happened in the in the early stages of the week, leading up into the weekend. We're typically football guys, so the lines will be pretty much set by Wednesday. We'll know what to expect, and um, I think there's. I, I think it's going to work out well for us.
0: Where did you get that hat, by the way? I've never seen you wear that hat. Never.
1: You never seen this? It's it's a more recent purchase. Well,
0: that explains it. I mean, are you a Lakers guy? I didn't I didn't know you were I've a Lakers always
1: cheered guy. for the Lakers. It's tough to cheer for them right now. They they are they are an abysmal, abysmal spot. And not only for this year, for their future, there's so many question marks. It's a tough time, but that being said, I do like the Lakers home team. Um, supported them for a few years now. And, um, plus I thought the hat, I thought we call it a toque back in Canada. I thought it just, it, it looks real. Yeah, nice. The
0: hat's fire. The hat's fire. I like the, I like the hat a lot. You like it? Yeah. I mean, fans of the show know that I think that LeBron and AD are the worst twosome in the history of basketball. Um, but I, I'm more curious when you move to LA, when you're not from here and you've got no allegiance, how do you make the decision between being a Clippers guy and a Lakers guy, like, wh- uh, how did well, you even for come me, to that? Here's
1: the thing: I, I actually growing up when I was younger, um, I, you know, we had the Grizzlies in Vancouver for a very short stint. Um, they left, <laughs> so I really didn't have an NBA team to support and cheer for. I definitely was going to cheer for the Memphis Grizzlies, that's for sure. So, I actually, when I was younger, I was a big supporter of Steve Nash, being a Canadian guy himself, being from British Columbia. So me and my my dad, especially, we would root for the Phoenix Suns a lot when he was okay. on that role with Amari Stoudemire. They had, uh, I mean, they had, they had a great team that year. And um, I actually hated the Lakers because Kobe and company were just, they were like the big roadblock that kept the Phoenix Suns from winning for two, three years in a row. They beat them. I think think the Suns lost one year to the Spurs, the year the Spurs went on to win the the championship, and then they lost like two or three years in a row to the Lakers. So I actually was not a Lakers guy at all. I didn't Mm -hmm. like them, but I never, you know, then Steve Nash ended up retiring later on, and I didn't have a team. I moved to L.A., and this was right after Kobe basically retired, and this was a fresh nucleus of young talent. And I said, you know what? This is the time I'd like to cheer for the Lakers. I don't want to jump on a bandwagon. You know, the Clippers were the better team at that point. But I said, I live in L.A. I'd like to support the local team. This is a team that I can rally behind. They had Julius Randle. They had Brandon Ingram. They had Jordan Clarkson. They had This was before they had drafted Lonzo Ball. But they had a great nucleus of players. And I was like, this is a team that I can get behind. They weren't very good. But I was like, listen, if they end up becoming good and winning – then I can kind of view them as my team. So that's, that's where I kind of came from. I hate when people jump on bandwagons or cheer for teams that are really good just because they want to win. I like to go through the ups and downs and the hurdles that come with being a sports fan. So yeah, I would say I cheer for the Lakers. I would say I'm diehard, like I'm a diehard Packers fan. I always will be. And people ask me all the time, like, why do you like the Packers? Well, my mom's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Growing up, it's like if you didn't cheer for the Packers, you were excommunicated from the family. There's just no in-between. I'm a diehard Canucks fan because I'm from Vancouver and I've cheered for them my whole life since I was a little boy. So those are teams I'm diehard for. The the Lakers, it's not like, you know what I mean? There's no sweat off my back if they don't do well. Obviously, I'd like them to be successful, but I don't know.
0: It's kind of like how you are with your Philly teams. You're diehard. Yeah, I mean with all of them pretty much. I mean I yeah, I, I was for a long time with the Flyers, but that there's just something to, they, <laughs> they, they stink. It, you could only watch an organization for a sport that isn't already your number one sport. There's only so long you can watch an organization just make bad decision after bad decision oh, after yeah. bad decision. And unfortunately, the Sixers used to do that too, but I was a much larger basketball guy than I was Flyers, so I stuck with them. And I still root for the Flyers, but it's just, God, what a miserable front office they have. Um, But yeah. any- anyway, I mean, you touched on it. I think before we get into our picks today and move into football – we gotta talk about this guaranteed win that you had out of the Packers and them not winning and, and missing missing the playoffs. I mean, early on in the year, you knew they sucked and you were like, fine, whatever. We stink. Let's just start thinking about the future. Then they give you hope late yeah, in the
1: season. Just typical Packers fashion, man. I was I had accepted the fact that this team stunk. Yeah. I, I was fine with it. I was okay with it. I had accepted the narrative that this team wasn't doing anything this year. And then they decide on a whim that they're going to win like four of the next five games. And they're being teams like the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Vikings. They absolutely shit stomped the Vikings last two weeks ago. And I start looking in and it's not only them winning it's like every chip that needs to fall in place for this team to make the playoffs is slowly falling into into place teams that they need to lose are losing teams that they need to win are winning and it comes down to the last week of the season and literally the commanders had lost the prior week so it's like now we control our own destiny we can make the playoffs and it's like this comes from a a a position where i wasn't even playoffs wasn't even a a position that i would even contemplate and all of a sudden now i'm like we can make the playoffs all we got to do is win at home in front of our home fans they transitioned the game to sunday night so i'm like okay now if the seahawks win the lions are eliminated they can't even make the playoffs all they're playing for is pride and that is it and i'm thinking this is this is great the packers are going to do it we might get stomped by the niners But hey, at least a successful season. We make the playoffs as bad as we were this year. And they come out and they absolutely played like dog shit. And this is becoming a reoccurring theme. Two years in a row in front of their home fans. They lay an egg. Lafleur looks like he's never coached a game before. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Aaron Rodgers is missing throws. The defense, who looked so good the last three weeks, can't make a stop they're they're getting burnt on trick plays it's like what what does it take for us to win a big game it's like the big games come and this team folds like a house of cards and i'm right back to square one and i'm like well, how am i losing sleep over this team that i had accepted 5 weeks ago was trash
0: yeah i mean it's not a good look i mean it's a couple it's seasons terrible, in a row Nick. Some could say he hasn't won a big game since the Super Bowl in 2011, 2012, whenever. No, that that's
1: not true. That's not true. They I'm
0: some would say. I'm not they saying They won multiple
1: They won multiple games to get to the NFC Championships multiple times. He had great performances, not to mention the amount of times they had to win the last game of the season or the last two games of the season um and he he came out and played unbelievable. Um it's just it's time for them to accept what they are, and that is a rebuilding franchise. This team, yeah. you know, they're not going to win it. And I love Aaron, and it's no disrespect to Aaron. I love the guy. But at this point, he's got to either get out of Dodge or he's got to retire. And it's like it's not even for for his sake it's, or for, for the team's sake. It's for his sake. Like, he could easily go to a contending team that is much better than the Packers and be able to provide an, a valuable amount of asset to that team and potentially win again. If that's what he wants, then that's the, that's what he's got to do. He's done more than enough for this team. He doesn't owe us anything else. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the problem is, is a couple years ago, you could have probably traded him for a king's ransom. He was an MVP of the league. The guy looked so good. And now it's like he looks like he's in the twilight of his career. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure teams will give up something to get a, a guy of that caliber, but like not nearly what they could have got a couple years ago. And they made the decision to go with Jordan Love. They made that decision a couple of years ago, and he hasn't been able to to, to progress at all. You know, well, I,
0: you you were pretty thrilled with him after one of these games that he needed to play this year. You you were like, wow, this it was the this Eagles game.
1: Something. That's right, that's right, and he looked absolutely fantastic compared to how i thought he would look i thought he looked very competent
0: like so he could be your could he be your guy or do you think you got at find- this
1: stage i want him to be the starting quarterback next year wow I can't believe I am saying
0: what that. What a turnaround from you. I've had to listen to you shit on this man for years and he years He could be and years. trash.
1: I'm not saying he's going to be good. You're I'm just ready
0: to, to turn the page and start the next chapter.
1: The team committed to him in such a big way to, to move up the draft in yeah. the first round to pick him when they could have got a guy like Justin Jefferson or they could have got all these other receivers. And it's like at this point now with where we're at, we missed the playoffs for the first year, and it seems like an eternity. Aaron is done. It's clear. he's. It's time for him to move on. I would love nothing more than to see this kid at least get the shot and see what he can put out on the field. If it's trash, then at least we know it's trash. At this point, we don't know what we have sitting on the sidelines. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's yeah. like – if he doesn't pan out, then it's like okay, we got to move back to the drawing board and look to draft a quarterback. But maybe he comes out and he plays really well, and then it's like okay, that's one less thing we have to worry about. But I, I just think it's time for the changing of the guard. And I, while we're at it, Matt Lafleur to me is a guy who gets way too much credit for just piggybacking off. Not
0: from draft. you, not from you. He gets zero. Yeah, I know.
1: flops in the biggest times of the season and not only that ticket it's like we have an all-star perennial running back in aaron jones and for whatever reason it's like pulling teeth to get this guy snaps i don't understand why <laughs> you don't play your best player i'm getting i'm getting a little anxiety here right
0: aj <laughs> Dylan is a hell of a back too though he's, I he's a hell of a
1: back, back but it's like your best player gets yeah. in the game every third or fourth down it's like yeah what are we doing guys? Like is there not a way that we can rotate these guys better or like integrate them into the game more? It's like and not only that, it's just the play calling. Fourth and one, you're going for it this last week inside your own 40 and you're doing a reverse. Like
0: the, the one thing I'll for- say, I agree with you. I don't think that uh LaFleur is 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 God's gift to coaching, but I I do think sometimes he, he you know, whenever Aaron doesn't play well, the easy target is is LaFleur. Like that last game against the Lions, I must have watched Aaron Rodgers miss receiver at least six to seven times. I mean, he missed a lot of open guys.
1: Yeah, I said he didn't play well. I'm not yeah.
0: So I mean, but I agree. I don't think he's the best coach in the world, but I, I also think that he's one of those guys. There are some coaches in all in all game, in all games, leagues, NBA coaches, there's some guys that just like it's them. It's never the players and it's them. And then there's other teams where it's always the quarterback and it's never the head coach. And it's there's a-
1: always been, it seems like a little bit of a disconnect from Aaron and LaFleur. They've always seemed like, yeah. and you know, I'm not saying like Aaron a couple of years ago won the fucking MVP. So I'm not saying that they haven't been successful, but like, it feels like in the big games when the pressure is really on, like and the chips are, are all in on the table, and everybody's watching, it seems like the offense the last couple of years, they just come up short. They don't have the answers. They can't make the big plays. Does that fall on Aaron? Absolutely, it does. But it also has to come partially. Like, Lafleur has no control of the locker room. These guys are making yeah. boneheaded, unsportsmanlike, stupid penalties time and time again. And I just look back and I see if that happened with Belichick, And a guy pushes a trainer, like that guy probably wouldn't see the field again for the next two, three weeks. And no one else would dare to make another penalty. And that's just it's I don't know. It's it's tough to watch. Now I will say I feel okay with it. I'm at peace with it. Last (laughs) year at this time, I went on a tyrant. Yeah. Because I just I I did believe that they had what it took to win the Super Bowl. And it's just disappointing, man, when you see your team has the sauce, that they have the competency to be a top three or four team in the NFL for a span of five, six years and to not win another Super Bowl. It's just, and not put your chips in. Like, credit to your Eagles. Whatever they do this year or however they come through, they went out, they made a Big acquisition. They got a top-end receiver in A.J. Brown. And how much has that guy not changed the formation of your offense? It has been night and day for Jalen Hurts since bringing that guy on. It helps a guy like Devonta Smith like be able to, to just to progress and evolve and not be the number one guy as a young receiver. It's helped everything. They went out, they got defenders, they got players, they made picks. They, they were active. Yeah. And they put their chips in, in and they said, you know what? We think we have a team that can win. We're going for it. And it's, I have, yeah, it's been that. nice it's, to see.
0: I, I agree. I, I think the Packers have not been doing that and I haven't seen them really ever. do it ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, but I mean, now here's a question for you. I've always wondered this. As an NFC North guy, I know you guys have huge rivalries with the Bears, huge rivalries with the Vikings. You can point to a lot of games where they you crushed their hearts and and they've crushed yours. Yeah. Have the Lions just always sucked so bad that you do you even feel that same way towards them? Are you are you happy when they're playing well? Like, do you not care? Well, prior to the Packers coming back
1: and making a push to make the playoffs, I had told you regularly I was rooting for the Lions to make the playoffs. Yeah. I respect the hell out of Dan Campbell, man. Motor City Dan is a guy as, you know – as, as just looking from as an objective standpoint, as a coach, he's a guy you want to root for. He cares so much about the game. He cares about the team. He cares about the success of that organization. And to me, that is what I see as a coach, and makes me want to rally behind. I don't yeah. get that out of a guy. I like Matt Lafleur. He doesn't show me the heart, and I'm not expecting every coach to yeah. be like Motor City Dan. But it's like, show <laughs> me something. Show me an iota of what Motor City Dan brings to the table week in and week out. And then we can go from there. It's like, but yes, I don't have any ill-advised feelings towards the Lions. I respect the hell out of them. And as a franchise that has really been awful for a long, long time. And you know, you're a a Lions fan, um, thanks to your grandpa. I mean, it's it's been a long time coming for this team to be successful. And I think they deserve it. I think they've really taken strides to being a good team. And if you ask me, just straight out of the gate, who looks the most set up and best equipped for the future? It is that Lions team. Oh, and I it's agree. Not close.
0: It's not close. No, the Lions look phenomenal. And I tell you what, if John Gruden was still on Monday Night Football, this guy would be the Gruden Grinder every single week. Motor City Dan Campbell. Not he's not even a player. He would be the Gruden <laughs> Grinder. Every single week. This guy's just got grit to him. He's got grit and he's got heart. And you know what? I think a lot of people look at him and think he's a big dummy. He's calling some good plays. If you can make – I mean, obviously there's an offensive coordinator, but they're making Jared Goff look reborn, man. I mean, does he look like a top five quarterback? No, but are they making him work when the whole world was ready to give up on him a couple years ago?
1: Jared Goff, too, by the way. That's a bad, bad – like, you go from almost winning the Super Bowl – to not to get traded to the Detroit Lions. I mean, you want to talk about a tough, tough break. Now again, this guy, he's 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 engaged to 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 Kristen Harper, a swimsuit model. He's got more money than God. Right. So he's got a lot of good things. He's a good looking guy. A lot of good things going for him. But to, to mentally to build back up and to be competent and to be uh every week to be a competitor Kudos to him, man. He's really yeah. fought through it. And then, you know, another guy that I really like is Jamal Williams. This guy is a, oh,
0: yeah. a guy X you want to root
1: for. He's an ex-packer. They couldn't afford to bring him back. But he has heart. He's got determination. He ties the all-time touchdown record in a single season by a yeah. running back. I mean, dude, this is a this is a team full of guys that you want to root for. A, a guy on defense, Amani O'Reilly um he's a friend of mine that i've met through saquon and 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 she's a penn state guy super good guy so they got guys all over the they team do. that you want to root for and i'm happy for you because you got the eagles now who look to be the nfc favorites you got the lions who are on the up and coming some might say that this 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 little run for the ticket it could be a big difference baker
0: what's your take on first round buys do you think it, it's it can be a killer or do you think it, it it is true to be a good thing and you get that rest and you uh come back for the second round a little healthier
1: i mean here here here, here here's the the, the the whole thing about it you're literally guaranteed the second round of the playoffs so you you know it can't be a bad thing right it's like literally winning your first matchup and you're automatically in the second round so it's one less game. It's more rest for your players who might be banged up, a.k.a. a Jalen Hurts, who mm. has been, you know, battling, you know, some injury concerns, gives him more time to rest. It's not a bad thing, but I'll tell you what, it's the mentality that the team comes into the game with that is all the difference because the Packers had a first round by last year and they got, you know, they got ahead of themselves. They thought they're going to beat the Niners. The Niners came in to their home turf and shit kicked them. And before you knew it, we were out of the playoffs. So it it's a great thing. But again, if you come in complacent thinking that, oh, we're the best team and you're not ready for it, the way that the NFL playoffs are is a one and done, it's dangerous, man. It's 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 never easy to win. But, yeah, I, I can't imagine it being a bad thing. You're guaranteed to go into the second round. Of the That's playoffs.
0: true. It's true. I, I just see so many teams come in and they look like they're sleepwalking. I, I think it, it depends on – on the coach and, and the kind of players like the, a team that it seems to never affect very much is the chiefs, but Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have the team ready, but I've seen past Eagles teams and I've seen other teams come in after that first round back. And it looks like they're just still in vacation mode. It looks like they, they, they haven't put on the pads in, in, in a long time. And I, it's, yeah. it's it's, it's it, what I don't like. So depends.
1: It, what I don't like is if, you know, you have the, the you know, the first round by and the last week of the playoffs, you sit your starters. Because then, essentially, these yeah. guys haven't played in almost two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. And that's when you really see it. Now, the Eagles did play because they had to win this last week. So, majority of their players played throughout the game against the Giants. So, you have that going for you. Because when the Packers got it, they had already secured the first round by the week prior. That's and right. they rested a lot of their starters. And that's I right. think that's tough. If you take... You know, a lot of guys have a bye week in the regular season and they're able to come back the next week and play. But you take two weeks off, that starts to become a little bit concerning because now these guys haven't done reps. And I understand you want to keep your players healthy, but at the same time, like you run the risk of not getting enough reps in and then you come in after two and a half weeks and not playing. And these guys aren't up to aren't they just not up to speed.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out next week. But I'm uh for you though, dude. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to actually, you know what? Before we get into our picks this week, I want to let the people know that cutsy had a very rare opportunity to go to the College Football National Championship yeah. at SoFi in Los Angeles. And it very well may have been the worst national championship of all time. <laughs> but, but yeah, walk us through it. Was it I mean, it must have been a blast. I mean I'll tell you what. The first quarter was fun. <laughs> <laughs> first,
1: first quarter was a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody was amped up. Um, so we were blessed um, through our sponsorship with Corona. You know, we got some connections and of course through their affiliation there, they own Modelo and stuff. A lot of the the championships or leagues were well, either sponsored by Corona or Modelo. This one happened to be by Modelo. So, we had a Corona suite available and I had actually, the jet had told me, you know, three weeks prior, you know, what would be really cool is if we could go to the national championship game. And I did not know that he was a guy who'd want to go. So I said, well, let me, let me send out some feelers to the guy that I know shout out to Renee, our, our guy from Coronas of beauty. And he said, listen, it's, it's, it's going to be a highly attended game. I don't know how many tickets I could get. Cause I wanted tickets for five of us to all go, he said, yeah. but let me see what I can do. We got closer to the date and he hit me back up and he said, listen, it's pretty much going to be tough to get you anything. If any last second tickets come up, I'll let you know. So we were out filming for Bob to sports out in Carlsbad, uh, California, and I get a message the night before the national title game on the Saturday night. And it's my guy, Renee says, Hey, two tickets just came available. I got them for you. They're in the same suite that you had for the Bills Rams game, which was the opening game of the of the season. Which, by the way, ticket you attended, and sure you did. can affirm that that suite is just it. That suite is sweet. That is a sexy suite.
0: That's a sexy. That's a it's good a looking sexy suite.
1: hundred plus person suite. Massive yeah. double buffet, open bar, fridges filled with Modelo, Pacifico, Coronas, the whole nine yards. So I said, "Great." So I go to Jet the next morning. We had a fitting that day. And I said, listen, Jet, I don't know if you still want to go, but I got tickets for the national championship. And I'm thinking he's going to be super excited because this is a guy who said it was his dream to go to watch, you know, a national championship game. He always wanted to be there. I said, we got two tickets. We can, we'll have time from the time that we finish our fitting to go back and we can go straight to the game." I said, so do you want to go? And he looks at me and I'm having breakfast. He goes, well, do you want to go? <laughs> My jet. Yeah, the only reason i asked about these tickets in the first place was because you told me it was a dream of yours to go to the national championship i'm mm-hmm. asking you if you want to go to the national championship and you're like looking like i'm asking you to go to church like <laughs> i'm not you one, like this shouldn't be a, a hassle or a task so i didn't get the vibe that he really wanted to go and he's like oh well so then i said to bob i'm like well, bob like would you want to go? And Bob, by the way, we all know this. The guy does not like attending in live games. It doesn't matter if it's Super Bowl. Well, Super Bowl, I think he would go to. But most things, he doesn't like to go. He doesn't like crowds. He doesn't like the process of going and leaving. The whole nature of it.
0: I'm with him on all that, by the way. I, I don't like any of that shit either. It's waiting in the parking lot to exit. Yeah, but there's but...
1: times where it's like, you know what? You kind of omit that. and You just say, you know what? Fuck it, let's go. That sofa, by the <clears throat> way, might be the nicest stadium in all of-, of all
0: time ever. I mean, it's more impressive than the Pyramids of Giza, man. I have <laughs> never been around something so large in structure. I mean, it, and it was beautiful. Oh, and
1: it's gorgeous.
0: I, I'm in awe every time I even just drive by it. When I'm yeah, just driving so- by, I'm not even going in. Bob didn't want to go. Jeff yeah. clearly didn't want to go. At this
1: time, Perez is walking up to the table. And I was I was going to literally hit Renee up and, and say, listen, I, I really appreciate you getting the tickets, but we're not going to be able to make it. And Perez is walking up and hears us talking. He's like, tickets for what? I was like, the national championship. And this is the response you want to get when you know somebody. He goes, oh. And I was like, would you want to go? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, you sure? He's like, dog, that's a bucket list thing for me. So I'm like, okay, here's a guy who will actually appreciate going to the game. So Perez and I, we end up going, we get to the game. And i tell you what, the vibes were off the charts when that game started. There was TCU fans everywhere, Georgia fans. And it was like split down the stadium half and half. It was like, it was coordinated, all red on the one side, all purple on the other side. People going nuts. Georgia goes up on an early 10-0 lead. Then you get freaking TCU comes back, scores a touchdown. It's a one-score game. Everybody's going nuts. And from that point onwards, the game just absolutely flopped. I'll tell you what, it didn't matter because we had a blast. We were in the suite. We were drinking. We were eating to our content. You know, and, and, you know, it would have been nice to see a closer game, but we still had a blast. It's something that a lot of people never get to say that they did, let alone – be able to watch it from like the seats that we had that were so awesome.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's true. You know what?
1: It was, it was, it was really cool. I got to say it was really freaking cool to see people that passionate about their college teams and their alma maters and stuff like that. It's It it was really freaking cool. It was a great vibe. We had a good time. We ended up going to karaoke after. Had an absolute blackout night. And it was a lot of fun. And, by the way, the Corona and Modelo people are just awesome. They're always a good time. So we had a blast. But, yeah, would have loved to see a more challenging <laughs> or competitive game, I guess you could
0: say. Yeah. Well, I love that story. I mean, maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll have the jet on and he can tell his side of the story because you for a were guy – I was. Out. I was sitting at the table. I was eating breakfast with you guys. You can attest I, that
1: I am not making this
0: up. No, he, he said that. He, he literally came in and said, do you want to go? And It was like, this is this guy's dream? Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe one day we can have him talk about that. That It would be hilarious to hear it from his uh, point of view. But – um uh all right well let's move into the picks it's been a good this is a healthy sized episode so far but let's get into the picks um first we got games on saturday again thank god thank the lord thank you uh we have the (laughs) sea football gods hmm. uh seahawks are playing the 49ers and we got a big spread here this is a big boy spread the 49ers are laying nine i know
1: I, so he, I'm torn because I I said that the Niners are going to blow the doors off the Seahawks, but then when I saw the spread, Bob was asking me what he thought I what I would think the spread was, and I was saying it was about a touchdown when I when I heard it was like nine. I think it's gone down. It was like nine and a half or closer to ten before when Bob told me. I said there is no way that it's going to be that large a spread because these are two divisional teams, and the Seahawks aren't not great, but they're not garbage. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I stand true to that. I think I think you get just enough out of the Seahawks that they keep it to within a touchdown. You know, I, I think they cover the nine points. I would. That's a big spread. I would take it as as a divisional foe. Give me the Seahawks plus seven or plus nine. Sorry.
0: I, I'm i ready to put respect on Geno Smith's name and this this Seahawks team this season. I don't know what's going to happen with them next season. But this, this year, I, I'm ready to put respect on them. And if they were playing almost anyone else with that kind of spread, I would take them. But man, this Brock Purdy has walked in here and just played lights out, and they have weapons all over the field, man. It, every which way you look, the 49ers have another weapon, and they have so many ways to kill you with George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, um, McCaffrey. I don't know if Samuel's going to be back. What's this? is back. Yeah, De- Debo's going to be back. I mean, it's just eh, – I could see them winning by, by 10, 13, 14, 20 points. I mean, it, they're just capable of so much. So I'm going to ride with the 49ers minus nine. All oh. right, so I know – Saturday night, we got the Chargers walking into Jacksonville, okay? Chargers are favored by one and a half.
1: This is a no-brainer to me.
0: Don't you do it. I know
1: know we're going to be on opposite sides. (laughs) Don't you do it. I'm going to say right now, I know we're going to be opposite sides. This is a no-brainer Chargers victory. This is my game of the week. The Chargers minus one and a half is the play. They are winning by a field goal or more this game.
0: You are such a you are some it, kind of guy. I'm sorry,
1: this is a team that I think can make a run. This Chargers team is no joke. They've got weapons that have been hurt all year between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They got Josh Palmer. They got uh what's his name on the backfield, probably one of the best running backs in the game. What's his name? The short little guy. Um Oh, my God. Why can I not remember? You
0: talking about for the Chargers? Austin? Um... Eckler. Austin Eckler.
1: Guy's unbelievable.
0: He is, and yeah. on He's defense a he got
1: good pieces. And Herbert, I think, is ready to step up to the to the plate. I love this guy. I love his tenacity. I love how he always shows up. It feels like when they need him in big games, the Jags are not that good, dog. And this is know. the first ever game that Trevor Lawrence is playing in the playoffs I just, I give me the Chargers. That's my game of the week. That's my play of the week. Wow, That's the play of the week.
0: I hate to go against your play of the week, but you you probably knew I would. Um, listen, I mean, a couple of years ago, I was one of the first people to be like this. Justin Herbert, he he's somebody, man. This guy is somebody. Didn't say that. And now I'm going to be one of the first people to say that there's something broken here. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say it's Justin Herbert. Maybe it's Brandon Staley. Maybe it's the fact that. Their players are always getting hurt. I've never seen a team who gets injured as much as they do. I think Ah. Mike Williams just broke his back, so you can expect him to be out. Um, I, there's just something not right with the chargers, man. And every year we all get excited for them and, and they're 10 and seven and they're, they're just, they should, they they have so much more talent than 10 and seven. And, and the Jaguars have got a lot of heart. I love my guy, Doug Peterson. You know, I love Trevor Lawrence. I think they do just enough here to, uh, to cover the spread here. I'm taking Jags plus one and a half. Um, moving on here. I'm going to go to uh Sunday now and we've got the dolphins, playing the bills. The bills who did not finish the regular season but still made the playoffs. No problems there. 13 and 3. The Bills are laying 13 and a half. No Tua. No Tua.
1: This is the Bills game, man. This is yeah. some some might say this is the Bills season and after what happened with DeMar Hamlin, I think there's no doubt that this team is going to go out there this postseason and they're going to lay it all on the line. And I know Josh pretty well. This guy is a competitor. This guy wants to win more than anyone else in the field. And by God, there is no way the Dolphins without Tua are going to get the job done. I've never seen a team have a better opportunity to lay it all on the line for a cause than seeing what happened to their teammate just a few weeks ago. I think this team is poised for a Super Bowl run. I really do. Give me the Bills, minus 13 and a half. They might win by three touchdowns.
0: I'm with you. This is actually my game of the week. I oh, think. Oh, the tip! Yeah, I think with no Tua, man, that team is stinky, first of all. And I, I agree. There was something up with the Bills where I was like, I don't know if you can trust them completely. But ever since this DeMar Hamlin thing, I think they are reinvigorated. I think they've got a lot to fight for. And everyone knows they obviously have the talent on both sides of the ball and uh, and a pretty damn good coach as well. So it's a big, it's a big spread, but they're in Orchard Park. There's no Tua. They're a Miami team that are used to playing in warmer weather, warmer climates. Give me the Bills. Minus 13 and a half. That's my pick of the week. That's my favorite best pick. Moving on. Uh, we're going to move here to the Giants Vikings, and we are in Minnesota. Vikings are laying down three.
1: Both these teams are frauds. Um,
0: <laughs> they the are battle of who could
1: be less fraudulent. <laughs> See, these teams are my two biggest frauds. Of I, I I've said it all, all year. The Giants and the Vikings are the two biggest frauds. That being said, I'm going to go on a limb here and I might get burned for it. I'm calling the Giants money line. I think the Giants with Brian Dayball get their first playoff victory in some time this week. The Vikings, dude, they do not look good going into the playoffs. They got absolutely beat down by my Packers. Last week they looked okay. But I'll tell you what, man, this team goes as Kirk Cousins goes. And I think if the Giants get pressure to him early and often, they could stop the run. Then I think they can shut this Vikings offense down, and I think they can win this game. I really do. Uh, I That being said, I think the Giants aren't going anywhere else after this. But I, I just don't trust this Vikings team, man. I have said it all year long. I think if you want to play it safe, Put me down as saying, "I'll take the the Giants with the points," but I would go as far as even taking Giants money line.
0: I agree with you. I think the Giants are going to win this game. I mean, I'll stick to the spread just for the sake of it, but I think the Giants are going to win. Um, I there's so, God, Kirk Cousins just is the king of stepping on his own foot, man. Um, and I do like what Brian Dable is doing with this Giants team. I agree that they're frauds. They're not going anywhere after this, but they're they're moving in the right direction. Um, I think Danny Dimes does just enough here. And uh give me the Giants plus three, but I do think they win this game.
1: Saquon's gonna have a good game.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's confirmed back. After, oh, he's
1: been back, yeah.
0: Yeah, but after putting a full season together, I mean this guy's back. He's back.
1: He's back. He's
0: um, the Ravens traveling to Cincinnati, playing the Bengals. Cincinnati is laying nine.
1: Ravens traveling. Is Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson is playing, yeah? Yeah, yep. This is tough because the Ravens have looked pretty terrible. But that being said, they haven't had their best player on the field for what seems like an eternity. When was the last time you saw Lamar – it feels like ages since Lamar Jackson played. Um oh. give me Give me the Bengals. Yeah. I'm so unsure of this pick. <laughs> give me the give me the So angle.
0: would you say this is a game you're most likely going to be staying away from?
1: I would not. I would here's the thing, there's just too many unknowns. I don't know what Lamar Jackson's gonna look like. Like yeah. if if I knew that I was getting Lamar from like midseason, like he like he could come right back and not miss a beat, I would take the Ravens. Right. I would because it's a big spread. But that being said, the guy hasn't taken a snap. In what four or five weeks, like I, I and 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 the offense for the Ravens during that time has looked about as anemic as you yeah, can. Yeah, true. Look. Mark Andrews has been awful. All the Ravens receivers seem to be hurt. They got guys in there like Sammy Watkins. I don't, you know. Now I do think the one bright spot is J.K. Dobbins looks good, but again, the Bengals defense is pretty stout, and I, I'll say that Joe Joe Burrow has been firing on all cylinders lately. Like he looks fucking good right now. He looks composed. He looks comfortable. And if that line can hold for him, he can pick you apart. So for those reasons and for the uncertainty of how Lamar is going to look, give me the safer pick here is to go with the Bengals. But again, like I said, I think it could go either way because if Lamar comes back and does Lamar things, this game could quickly be a shootout it could be right down to the wire i it could be anyone's game
0: yeah i'm a, uh, when lamar's on for the ravens they are the kings of they play up to their opponent and they play down to them they are in they are in games whether they should blow a team out or whether they should be getting blown out they find a way to stay in games that being said, the Bengals are fucking modern right now with Joe Burrow. he looks every bit the MVP I think a lot of us thought he would be one of these days um ah, I gotta go I'm I'm gonna go with Lamar i'm I'm gonna bet on my guy I bet on him most of it's a most the fancy football honest, season yeah because
1: some might say this might be the biggest game of his career. he's a free oh. agent after yeah. this year he's you know early on in the season it looked like a shoe in that he was going to get everything that he was asking for now he comes off of an injury for multiple weeks the team still somehow makes the playoffs yeah re- recency
0: bias shouldn't be a thing but when it comes to these contracts for quarterbacks and a lot of these players it is such a thing so this game could dictate whether he gets you know, it, it could swing back and forth whether he's getting 20 million more extra or 30 100%. million less. I could mm. not
1: agree with you more because yeah. if he comes out and doesn't put out a good performance, it's really not fair to him. But right. it is going to be the way that it's it's perceived as like, hey, we didn't have this guy for the last month and a bit. And we still managed to make the playoffs without him, with a quarterback who basically cannot throw the ball. It's true because this guy Huntley he can't throw the football. No, he he runs around in circles and just tries to it's like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. It's like <laughs> you put the fucking ball in the hands of a guy who's never thrown a football before. He will not throw. So it's like you look at that if Lamar comes out and and puts up a dud and they get blown out. People are going to be like why would we why would we sign this guy to that big a contract? He's injury prone. He hasn't won the big game. He's not there for us when we need him. you know. Now, that being said, if he comes out and dominates and they win the game, he is almost guaranteed that contract, even if they lose yeah. the next game. Because people be like, listen, this guy has what it takes to win for us. He is a game changer. And when we have him, we're night and day difference, which is the case. But
0: yeah. I think
1: it, for him, it's probably the biggest game of his career because he's trying to earn every every penny of that contract. That it's
0: fucked has. up, but that's the way it works, man. I mean, look at that Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, these
1: guys make the big bucks tick.
0: Yeah. And uh, moving on, Monday night, last game of round one. We have the Dallas Cowboys in Tampa Bay playing the Buccaneers. Uh, Dallas is laying two and a half.
1: By the way, I'm going to go on the record and say I hate the fact that there's a Monday night game in the playoffs. I think it's absolutely absurd. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't know. They have never done this before, to my knowledge, where we've seen a Monday night playoff game. I say if you want to go and you want to, you know, move to the Saturday, that's fine. But we're already getting like a significantly less amount of games being played in the playoffs than what we're used to on a Sunday. And now you're going to flex one of those games that we would normally have and you're going to put it to a Monday night. That to me is outrageous. Like at least leave that game in, put one or two games on the Saturday and the rest on the Sunday I hate the fact that they're playing on a Monday night. But that being said, what was the spread? The Bucks and the Cowboys? Two and a half. For the Cowboys?
0: Yeah, 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 Dallas is laying two and a half. This is a fucking tough one again.
1: Because everything in my brain set screams it's the Cowboys. Minus two and a half. It's a no-brainer pick. Like, how could you how could you even contemplate taking a team like the Bucs who looked so fucking bad? And then on the flip side, it's like. They have home field advantage. And how do you bet against a guy who all he has done his entire career is win playoff games and just step up when the, when you want to talk about stepping up in the big game, here's a guy stepped up all the time. So I'm going to go with Brady. I'm going to go with a plus two and a half on wow. the Bucks. I absolutely wow. loathe this pick. Wow. I hate this pick. I will be watching with my girlfriend who's a, a big Bucks fan. I'll be supporting her. On it, I hate it. I think the Cowboys are the clear end pick, but I just think I can't bet against a guy like Brady who wins the big game. And by the way, Dak Prescott looks
0: bad. Yeah, he looks stinky. He looks stinky. I'd almost
1: bet on this the, guy stinks. If you put Cooper Rush in, I'd almost be more prone to bet for the Cowboys than 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 I would with Dak right now.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing about this Tampa Bay team, man. Going into the third quarter this entire year, they could be down 40 to three. And by the end of the fourth quarter, they'll have won 42 to 40. It's it, it just magic happens in the fourth quarter for them. And and the first three quarters is like the worst football you've ever seen well, the in your entire the life. Yeah. Okay. That's one. But I'm just saying, it feels like most of these games have just been awful, 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 awful. Last five minutes of the fourth quarter. All right. Let's start playing. Um, that being said, if you take it just in my lifetime, just in my lifetime, the Cowboys are the kings of fucking up opportunities. They just find a way to fuck it up. And then on the other side of the ball, you got Tom Brady, who in just my lifetime is the king of finding a way to win. So going off that logic, it's the only thing I have uh, uh, going by the data here. I, I'm going to go with the Bucks too. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Oh my- Plus two and a half, because everything in my spine is telling me the Cowboys, and it should be easy and simple. But ugh, I don't by know. the way, you want
1: to talk about a guy who could find a way to lose? Mike McCarthy is the king. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm talking about. There He's go. the mayor of Chokesville. <laughs> <laughs> he is the absolute Ooh. mayor of Chokesville, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> The last oh. five, six, seven years, anyways. Um, I think we're on the right side of it. I listen. Oh. I I I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. This is another game. I'm probably staying clear away from. I'm not touching. Um, but let's see how we do. It's been a couple yeah. Let's of, see how we
0: do. We'll, we'll I'd love been. to
1: come out, you know, out of the gate firing. I will say, by the way, I'm kind of sad, man. Why is that? Because it feels like we wait an eternity for the NFL season to come every year. Like and it's like you have to go through that that fucking graveyard of <laughs> baseball season. Like just it's just like kill me now. And it's so bad. And then you finally get that sweet suckle of honey that is the NFL season, and it's there. You can taste it like dew on your tongue, and it's so sweet, and it's so fucking glorious, and so wonderful. And you blink, dude, and it's the playoffs, and I'm already counting down the few weeks that we have left of NFL football until it's done.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, it, it goes quickly. It's like the dew on your mouth, man. It's the dew it's on your like tongue. It's like
1: watching a caterpillar morph into a butterfly, and then that butterfly dies within like half a year. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, though. I mean, uh, let's call a spade a spade here. My my eagles are still in it. Your, your season is in, over. So you have a lot
1: to be excited about. Yeah, I don't have a true. team that's in the playoffs. I know. And even if I did, I'd be dreading this week because they'd begin their asses waxed. By the 49ers. But it's just like, I love football so much. And to think the fact that, like, within a month, man, it's done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited that we're back. I'm excited that we got a nice, healthy, long episode in here for the people after – yeah, me missing last week and it was a short one with the jet. But uh I like our picks here. Mr. Anderson Well, I'm sure, we'll make a graphic on how we do. And if we're losers, we're losers. And hump day is now sportsman day. Hump day is now sportsman day. Wednesday's our day. That's Wednesday's our day, people.
1: Owned officially now by the sportsman.
0: By the sportsman. <laughs> it's also the day that Bob Dis Sports Podcast comes out, but that's neither here nor there. No, um it's
1: not normally, is it? It's Wednesdays, yeah. Yeah, but it comes out every
0: like two or three weeks. So that's true. That's true. Some would say the same about us.
1: That Monday will be a flex day. That'll, That'll be, be a big a flex day.
0: day. Um. Anyway, it's good to get back in here and and get on track. And um. Uh. It's just, I, I I'm excited for these playoffs, man. I'm really excited for them. I agree with you about the Monday thing, but here we are. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. And uh, another good one here in the books, man. So that is Joey Coldcuts over there. I am the big ticket over here. And we are the sportsmen. Till next week, folks.